On Friday's show, you'll hear from both coordinators of the defense, Todd Orlando, and of the offense. Joel Gordon will get you ready for this week's opponent, Florida A&M, which began with a 28-10 win over Jackson State. Did not score in the second half, but had a healthy lead, and 28-0 will do it for you. They played at Hard Rock Stadium, so how about FAMU playing its first two games at the home of the Dolphins and at the home of the Buccaneers and, of course, the South Florida Bulls. One thing I saw as we were, again, getting ready to tape the new coaches show and student-athlete show was Mike Lofton and a teammate on the offensive line. I want to say it was Zane Herring, but either way, they were doing sprints sideline to sideline. So getting in some extra work, and this appeared to be on their own. I didn't see a coach anywhere near telling them what to do. So extra conditioning for the O-line, and Lofton, I'm telling you, he's in great shape, and he caught his breath by the time he spoke to the media and was very honest about gauging their performance. Overall, um, I say... It was lackluster. Uh, it was poor. You know, five sacks. Uh, that's on us. That's on the big guys up front. That shouldn't have happened. You got to be able to protect the quarterback. Um, I know we ran the ball well, but at the end of the day, you got to protect the guy that's throwing the ball back there because he's the leader of the team, leader of the defense, I mean, leader of the offense. So if the quarterback doesn't have time, then we're not able to score any points. There's nobody else that I wouldn't want back there. Like, 17 is going to give you everything he's got, every play, every game, every practice. Like, that's the guy that I want back there. He's a good guy on and off the field. We'll go ahead and spill that after the press conference. Joey Johnston caught up with Mike off to the side for our pregame show. So you'll hear that interview. Oh, man, I got to I gotta get the pregame show ready today. There's a lot of things that go into that. I think last week went off pretty well, but it's going to be a little bit busier at home. And that includes what we're going to try anyway, yours truly. We won't be able to do it live on the air because it actually happens before we go on the air, but capture the moment that the bus lands, lands, arrives at the stadium and grab some audio that way for you. So anyway, pregame show, Joey with a player is going to air roughly 545 and we'll give you the full rundown of the pregame on Friday's Bulls Beat. We will be on the air at five o'clock. That much you probably should know, a full two hours for home games, 90 minutes on the road. We'll be on the air Thursday night at 7 o'clock with women's soccer, which is off to a 2-3 and three start. Played one of the absolute best teams in the country, a very difficult side and one that very rarely loses, much less at home. That would be Florida State. Bulls did get a goal in Tallahassee, and it was a first for a freshman from Freedom High School, Amaris Hamilton Grind. Great play off of a corner kick where Vivian Bissett served up the corner kick. Another freshman, Mickey Hill, headed it down to Hamilton Grind. She made no mistake. But there have been games, including their other two losses this year, where the Bulls control the play and still don't get the results. They lost 2-0 to Louisiana and 2-0 in FGCU, where they dominated the stats. Well, they didn't dominate the stats in this one. Again, Florida State is something else. That goal was just one of two shots for the Bulls. 26 for the Seminoles, 5 found the goal. Just one in the first half, but as FSU outshot the Bulls in the second half, 16-1. to Some were bound to get past, apparently new goalkeeper from Spain. Sophomore getting the start, Lele Galiac. That's certainly something that's worth noting. Bulls have another very difficult opponent coming up this weekend, going to Orlando to play UCF. Before that, tomorrow night, you would anticipate a victory. Florida College is the opponent, an NAIA school that is 0-3-1, including a 6-2 loss to Ave Maria. So that was an added game to the schedule. If you want to see the ladies in person, you can come on out to Corbett on Thursday night. If not, we'll have the call on 
Bulls Unlimited. If you come out or you don't, we'll still have the call. And Friday, we'll have the call of the Bulls men's soccer team against Indiana. We'll talk more about the men on Friday's show. We did not do a Monday Bulls beat, so there was no Mercer USF men's soccer recap. And I tell you, it was tough. A third straight 2 nothing defeat, but this one was, to use a word you just used from Mike Lofton, more lackluster than normal for the men of Bob Butehorn, who I think will have them ready to go this weekend. Two formerly top 10 teams, but still really good opponents coming to town. And don't forget Elon and SMU after that. Again, more men's soccer on Friday's program. And we'll have those matches, all the ones I just mentioned, live on Bulls Unlimited. We had volleyball live last Friday, and I thought Maria Andrade was going to get her career high in kills. She had 17 early in the third set. Career high is 23. She settled for 21. It was fun. Up in the air, floating with the greatest of ease is Andrade, and she pushes it over for a point in the Bulls. For the first time since early in the first set, have a three-point lead, and the Bengals will call timeout. Dykes goes left side to Andrade, and there was no one there for the Bengals. The Bulls have something going on right now. Left side should be a free ball for the Bulls. Is on to Orlachlan, left side to Andrade. That is two in a row. She is almost perfect today. Maria Andrade. She was just getting started. Again, 21 kills in that match. A double-double against FGCU, by the way. Bulls lost that one, but were the only team to take a set last weekend against the Eagles. She had 15 kills and 10 digs and two aces to end the third set after the Bulls were facing two match points. And then Saturday, they sweep Mercer 25-10 was the third set score. And they did it with seven players, which is the equivalent, basically, I thought about it, to a basketball game where you only, a college basketball game, where you only use one sub and that sub plays, you know, two minutes when somebody picked up their second foul. There were some injuries, but obviously the seven who were on the court were fantastic. The freshman libero, Liv Schneider, was named the libero of the tournament. Amanda DeWitt, who had a double-double in that match, she usually doesn't play the back row, was on the all-tournament team, and Andrade definitely was because she was the AAC player of the week. In that win against Mercer, had 15 more kills, and again, that was a quick match, 48 kills for the week. The sophomore from Brazil, fantastic. The Bulls are in South Dakota. We'll tell you more about their second and third opponents on Friday's show. But tomorrow, actually, they play an IUPUI team that is off to a 4-2 and start. They have not had a winning season since 2017, their last trip to the postseason. So you think the Bulls would have the edge over the Jaguars, but we'll let you know on Friday's show how that actually plays out.